So I was on holiday the past couple of weeks and I was in a hotel that unbeknownst to us was used as the 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 location the set for a BBC drama starring Keely Hawes that aired while we were there about terrorists taking over a hotel <laughs> right what? <laughs> yeah but did you funny... briefly think you were going mad well the funniest thing cuz cuz people don't text us to tell us and it was you know on twitter and stuff a few people but the funniest thing was one of the tweets about it was like this guy who was like I see the hotel redacted is on the BBC tonight doesn't mention the planes that go over every 15 minutes I'm sure they would have had to pause this filming (laughs) (laughs) and and what the planes do go over they don't go over 15 minutes but it's actually quite cool but it made me think like that is the sort of man who, if he had been in the hotel and it was genuinely attacked by terrorists, would have docked the hotel on TripAdvisor. <laughs> yeah, that would have been going straight into a one-star review, wouldn't it? But we found the buffet was warm only sometimes, and also one does not expect to be held at gunpoint while at a four-star hotel. <laughs> yes, yeah, like, I hate when, like... I see like one star reviews for my books and it's something, you know, like, you know, a bear with a gun attacked my family while I was reading or like, <laughs> you know, oh, the cover arrived with some sick on it. And it's like, look, buddy, that's not my problem. And it shouldn't be a reason for other people not to buy it. <laughs> listener to this episode 203 of the electronic wireless show the best villainous breakdowns in game special this is rock paper shotguns pc gaming podcast and the only podcast you need in my opinion which is once again that of alice bell and we've been on a, a wee hiatus while i was on holiday but good grief alice you, you came back with some confidence that was a belter of uh thanks <laughs> you've never said like that sequence of words with such vigor before or with few fewer mistakes um yeah it's good thank you and i'm joined as you can hear by average looking jack (laughs) i've got a reasonably sized space station (laughs) (laughs) i've lost my place now so you cursed me we're not joined by matthew this week because he is ill i am also ill as you speak i am riddled with coronavirus which i must have got from from the hotel <laughs> got coronavirus after my trip one Two and a star half stars. one star <laughs> <laughs> please now actually don't go and ironically vote one star on like itunes for this podcast as a joke because <laughs> <laughs> that would genuinely affect us but <laughs> but yeah i have coronavirus i'm a little bit throaty but otherwise fine so firing on all 
guns next week. Although I am quite brain foggy. I, yesterday in a meeting with Catherine, I forgot the word for word. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's so a that tough one to lose. Yeah. <laughs> but how how are you, Nate? How have the gobies been? Are, they, <laughs> are, you, are you now? Does your house now have like more gobies than cutlery? Like the gobies have begun to consume one another. <laughs> um, it's the circle of life. Um, it's it's okay. It's to be expected. It's what they do. You know, it is keeping. There's still quite a lot in there, but uh, yeah, just you know, notice some of the smaller ones have been vanishing. So, uh, oh dear. When you know. when I was a kid, we had those. You know, you could get trilobites in, and it was like unfreeze them, and then you're like, and it, it, they were like little horseshoe crabs kind of thing. Oh, you mean triops? Yeah, triops. That's the yeah, one. Yeah, those are sick. Yeah, we had had them, and then eventually we just had one very big one. <laughs> Do you want to know something funny, actually? So it's, it's obviously kind of over now, but you know my period of deep mental illness that manifested as having 40 aquariums at its peak? <laughs> yeah. That started right at the beginning of lockdown, because we'd moved into this new house, and I had an empty room. And I remembered having triops as a kid. I thought, you know what? It would be nice to have a go with them again. So I just I bought a couple of tanks and, you know, lighting and and everything. I thought, I'll make a really perfect setup. Like, I will get everything precision engineered to be ideal for them. Uh, Because I'd never really had much success with them growing up. I thought, you know, this time I'm going to do it right. Didn't hatch a single one of the f- um, and then had these empty tanks and thought, well, I better find something to put in them. <laughs> and the rest is history. So yeah, the gobies and everything, it's all the fault of those bloody triops and they didn't even hatch. Triops. One star didn't hatch. <laughs> I could give everything star ratings. That's my thing this episode. That's, that's the new bit. I like it. That's the bit for this episode. Um, okay, well, I, that's an interesting origin story. I just sort of, I don't know why, I just assumed that you always had tanks. Well, I have at various points in my life, but uh, I'd been on a... This is this is deep, deep night lore, actually. Before living in this house, I'd been in quite a string of houses that were far, far too small for me to really have, like more than just one little tank so um so yeah it the like i think the last time i had properly loads was back when i was living with my parents like as a teenager and yeah it was a bit mad then but not so mad because there were two adults uh present to 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 curb it so yeah i suppose it was 2020 was the first time there was no you know actual ceiling (laughs) <laughs> on my mania and yeah i learned the lesson learned the lesson big time <laughs> well i've got not got any like fish updates or anything because yeah i've been on holiday what country were you in tenerife or oh, spain like, technically. Just, what was the best lizard you saw best as we saw it was i don't know what kind of lizard it was but it was eating a magnum <laughs> that someone had dropped <laughs> Oh, the ice cream. I just imagine that was a very dark illusion of having a gun in its mouth. <laughs> no, it was it was 
like a load of lizards ran across the path in front of us and one of them had like a magnum lolly stick that was partially magnum still and was very pleased with itself. I bet it would have loved that. Lizards like sweet things. Yeah. But mostly just stay, like this was not a holiday for doing stuff. Mm. This was a holiday for sitting about. So I just read a lot of books. Although I did, the hotel we were in was, it was like big and kind of labyrinthine and like, cause it was mostly like open, like the, the, where a lot of the hallways didn't have walls on one side. It was just very open, well, open to the air. To the air. Yeah. And uh, so you could hear people coming miles away. So whenever I was walking around, like going to down from the room or back up to the room or whatever, I would pretend I was in Hitman <laughs> and, <laughs> and I had to not be seen by anyone. So sometimes it would take me like 20 minutes to get back up to the room because I'd have had to like, you know, hear, heard someone coming the other way down the corridor just as I got to the stairs and then had to go down to like a different floor or go all the way around to like avoid someone on the Ents team and stuff. My goodness. Was it quite Roman? I'm imagining lots of sort of courtyards and colonnades. No, uh, it was, it, it was sort of I don't know what like South American eat like it's very like the walls were all painted sort of terracotta, and kind of they were basically like two. The hotel itself was like a long U shape, and then down the middle were like pools and stuff. And I've so I've got to say, with your allusions to it being a hitman level, yeah, um, it's a great the, hitman level television program about terrorists taking it over plus like lizards holding guns to their own heads it's sounding an extremely dark violent hotel <laughs> no it was really good it was it, like yeah no it was great and it would like if i but game was if someone saw me i would have to kill them so i couldn't i couldn't <laughs> see anyone see yeah exactly yeah but it was very good very restful good. i drank a lot of cocktails and they one thing was like you know the classic cocktail sex on the beach mm. it was rebranded to a love on the beach at the hotel i don't know why every time i see that cocktail it's got a different euphemism as a name and i quite yeah. like that it's so sweet <laughs> what is your favorite cocktail or what sort of cocktails do you like the best i like the frito i do i do really like a sex on the beach i like a pina colada if it's mixed properly same not if it because a lot of the time it will it will be like pineapple juice with like coconut froth on the top kind of thing. But I like, if it's mixed properly, I like a pina colada, and I do like a mojito as well. Yeah, I like really um I like very tall, quite sour cocktails. If it's like ideally around a half liter, very citrusy, is is my idea of a good time. I just like fruity ones because I'm a child. Actually, I guess what I'm saying is I really like Rio Tropical. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it doesn't even have to have booze, really. Just a, a can of Rio is the ideal cocktail. <laughs> they didn't have Rio, sadly. Oh, no kind of a hotel then. No, but I'm they really were good. surprised it's not more prevalent, you know. Rio? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, we are doing a good job. PRing and raising real awareness on this podcast every week. So. Have we approached them for sponsorship for real? No. <laughs> I'll I'll run that up the uh, the flagpole. Imagine if we got sponsored by Rio. Matthew no, that would be something incandescent. Imagine we got sponsored by Rio and Rio sent you and Matthew free cans of Rio. Please, 
in fact, they don't even have to give us money. Just Rio. Just Rio, yeah. Don't... Yeah. <laughs> a lifetime supply of Rio. How much would a lifetime supply of Rio be for you? Well, it's difficult because the more Rio it is, the shorter my life would be. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a break-even point, I guess, that would take quite a gifted mathematician to work out. But I would, I would expect like in the order of five thousand cans. Five thousand cats. Cans. Oh. Can, can I just appreciate the fact that somewhere in the distance, it sounded like a metal pole dropped to the ground as I, I dropped yes. the fact I expect to live for five thousand cans of Rio worth of time. <laughs> It sounds like someone's putting up some scaffolding or something outside. I'm not sure what's happening. I hope that doesn't become an issue. Oh, yeah. They're just it's dropping the curse of the scaffolders has followed you. I'm sorry, everyone. This might happen every so often on this podcast. That would just be a clang. <laughs> no, it's just the alabaster titan working in his forge <laughs> to create new bits for us to use. It's fine. It's, it's all diegetic. I wonder what it is. He's he's forging cans of Rio. Delicious <laughs> Rio. Which One he then fills delicately from his mouth. <laughs> he just emits perfect 330 milliliter blasts of Rio Tropical <laughs> instead of saliva. Blah. <laughs> Blip. <laughs> Uh, I should probably segue from that somehow, but my brain, there's no way to segue from the Alabaster Titan blurping out cans of Rio. No, to... and that's, that's a villainous meltdown, isn't it? Well, no, he's not it's a villain. Man, a hero to some and a, a villain to others. A hero to man, a villain to God. <laughs> So this week we are talking about villainous breakdowns, as suggested uh, a little while ago by Neil Fake Last Name, who sent us a very nice email, which I believe we read out in the 200th episode as well. So thank you, Neil. And I've actually, without realising it, I went away and came up with my own list and then went and read Neil's email again. I've got two of the same things on his list. So maybe it subconsciously lodged in my brain there. But Nate, there must be some good villains in your kind of RTS and, you know, like big war games. Yeah, so I I was thinking about this and the problem with like villains in RTS is they're mostly just getting on the phone to bully you. <laughs> you rarely encounter them face to face because it'd be quite underwhelming if you did. There'd just be a little, you know, voxel lump or whatever on a big screen full of lads. So yeah, it's it, it's mostly either the villain in the game is your own inefficiency or it's a little cross man who appears in a square sometimes to threaten you. Uh, I think of that genre, unfortunately, the, the only possible winner is, of course, we've already mentioned it before, uh, Tim Curry in Red Alert 2. Oh, yeah just corpsing his way through roaring the word space. <laughs> Which I think, honestly, yeah, is where the genre of, of people shouting at you through a, a Zoom call climaxes in the RTS genre. <laughs> of course, another classic bit of, <laughs> of Zoom call bollocking 
that comes to mind, not from RTS, is, is again, a, a long-held favourite of mine, Isharam, the emotions gorilla from the uh, Halo oh, Infinite trailer, yeah. where he, he calls whole... Master Chief to get so angry. <laughs> Why is the Zoom call favoured by the emotions gorilla? It's kind of, Well, the best bit is where he steps out of, of the Zoom call and is suddenly there in real life, <laughs> bullocking the viewer. I did indeed write an entire post about how much I, I loved that. The actual game, not played it. <laughs> just the emotions gorilla. But that trailer, I just thought, I thought that was cracking. So yeah, that was a telephone call so intense that your boss steps out of it to shout at you. Oh, uh, and then gets awful. really happy. That That's, was the weirdest bit. That would be so confusing, wouldn't it? I don't know. I find there's one of the sort of... Um, intangible concepts that I have found intensely amusing for my entire life is the idea of people climbing out of tellies. <laughs> it's quite it's quite a horror trope more like you know but that's the thing a lot of horror tropes for me are really funny because I think that's how I deal with the fact they're very frightening yes I know that's fair <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah I, I w- when um tally was a little bit younger I did you know inadvertently suggest several times that Romans could climb out of the telly. Uh, but she or ju- she never went through the phrase of finding that frightening. She just found it funny straight away. <laughs> and then just began like roasting me for lying so unconvincingly about Romans coming through the telly. So <laughs> smart girl. Well they clearly don't. I mean I'm reading a lot of horror books at the moment because it's it's spooky season, as they yeah. say. I read Annihilation the other night. Oh, that's good, isn't it? It is good. And it and it made a lot of sense. And I was sort of like, I don't know if I want to read the other two now. I'm happy with the, you know. The I don't big... actually like the other two much. And I say that as someone who absolutely like adores Jeff Vandermeer's work. I just think that was a cracker and it, it didn't need to be two more. Yeah. I, I felt that all the questions I needed answered were answered within the text. <laughs> you well, know? The others kind of... Do, do a little bit of a lost and, and just stack up more questions, really. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah you've, 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 you've had the peak experience, I think, there, with apologies to Jeff. Um, yeah, because I, like, wrangling this background to the actual topic at hand, I like uh, an enemy I can kind of see mm. in, in front, you know, that is there in front of me, but because I, you know... <laughs> I don't know. I just like the, them to have a kind of physical presence. But my, I've got um, a more recent example, which is LeChuck in uh, Return to Monkey Island. Oh yeah, a, a zombie pirate, and I think they did him really well in in this one because his motivation before was being obsessed with Elaine Marley. And kidnapping her to force her to marry him and all this kind of stuff. And they've sort of changed him a bit in this one. And in this one, he's sort of obsessed with Guybrush. And they have this kind of mutual, like, he's always there foiling my plans. And, like, I have to beat him kind of thing. And it, Like a favourite enemy kind of business. Yeah. And it's kind I of, but like, it, it's sort of like a become a sort of almost a midlife crisis for the pair of them. <laughs> and... And like LeChuck's crew were kind of like, look, we didn't get into this business to to like obsess over this other dude, and like, and and LeChuck has some some good kind of rants 
in the game that I think. Does, does he end up friends with you? No. Oh. It's kind of a moot thing. It's hard to explain without spoiling, but um, but it's very, it's very like you know what the point of the game is kind of like what what does actually matter in a story kind of thing in the end. But I think it's a really good way to kind of update the character, especially you know in 2022, you wouldn't want the Chuck to get cancelled for <laughs> being <laughs> problematic about a woman. <laughs> well, yeah, this is it. Like, it's it's kind of sobering to think just how many villain stories just revolved around consent problems like historically yeah it's quite nice to move away from that yeah it is i think it's it's for maybe a a writer who doesn't have a lot of time or is maybe a little bit unimaginative or whatever it's a very easy shortcut to like indicate that this person is a bad person because they do a sexual assault, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's quite a big gun to fire immediately in the yeah. narrative. Yeah. Because uh, like, if you don't have a lot of time to establish that this person is really horrible, but like, it's always like you know, doing either that assault. or hurting a dog. Yes, I was going to say kill a dog, and and you're right up there. But- talking, <laughs> talking about other breakdowns, which um, actually, funnily enough, it's, it's interesting because this is another one that embodies an interesting kind of meta-narrative trope. I'm thinking of uh, my name, my half-namesake, my better-looking brother, Handsome Jack, in Borderlands 2. Oh, yeah. In his final rant, when you've killed the massive like alien beast demon god thing that he had summoned from the vault to um, mm. cement his power on Pandora, he just has this huge hissy where he's tantruming about the fact that he's the hero of the story and he was going to restore justice and order to Pandora and now he's just being, you know, taken out by some random child-murdering bandit, which in fairness, <laughs> you are. Yeah. And yeah, I, I always have a soft spot for villains who think that they're the hero, with the exception yeah. of the current Prime Minister of the UK. <laughs> I think it's an interesting one to play with, and Handsome Jack is actually really good for it. He yeah. also, funnily enough, bollocks you on the phone a lot through Borderlands. He too. does, yeah. That's something about the Borderland games I actually really like. You know, as always, and this, me and Matthew have made this point a few times now, but like, it's not that Borderlands is unfunny, mm. it's just that all of its jokes are very persistent. And if yeah. you do not like a running gag, it will madden you. When they're good, though, they are good. And it's quite nice when the same character is constantly on the blower, like building up a series of gags. And yeah, Handsome Jack is a good one. Yeah, yeah, I I think, especially in Borderlands 2, he's really good. And it's, it is really interesting to play with that kind of trope with him because he does embody a lot of the heroic qualities of, you know, he's quippy, he's, you know confident and kind of brash and like he's quite kind of star lordy in a way Very, yeah you know which is is far more interesting than i think of yeah oh i don't know though because i do i also do like a villain who's just like i'm doing this because i'm horrible yeah <laughs> well, there's, it's a funny thing isn't it like you know the idea that 
because uh, most of the characters I write in in fiction are technically villains. Mm. But you always have to remember, like mo- most people think that they're doing the right thing for oh, the yeah. most part. And so it's really interesting to think how that can lead you to be absolutely atrocious. <laughs> I think I, I always like those kinds of villains. I think, I, do you know what? There's a, there's a place for, for all of them. Because I, I, like, I like villains with moral complexity, but I do think a lot of the time people make them quite boring. <laughs> and so yeah. I do I do also really I have a, a real soft spot for like a Halloween monster. So go, go on, give us a proper like mustache twirling bastard. Like who embodies like I'm I'm bad and I know it. Oh in video games, I don't know. That's a tough one. That is a tough one. Because mm. actually the ones I've got on my list are all kind of um you know complex. In one way or another. Well, go on then. Give us a proper ambiguoso. Well, so bit bit of a spoiler. If you've not played God of War, um, maybe skip on a few minutes. But I really like the main villain in the God of the most recent God of War, which is now on PC, mm. who is the stranger when you first meet him. And when I first played it, and when I was playing the preview, and I first played like the started playing the main game, I th- I was like, oh, that's Loki. Obviously, it's gonna yeah, be. yeah. And it's not. It's spoiler. It's Balder, who's in the in the edders or the little that we kind of have of them, is lovely. Everyone loves him. He's like a a shining good guy, and he's in the game a baddie because he they've interpreted the spell that means he can't be harmed as meaning he can't feel anything and it's, it's really sad isn't he really good yeah and he's acted so well by jeremy i can't remember his last name but really like so good it's standout performance isn't it it's it's fantastic it's really really good and he at the end like he has a a lot of proper kind of really good kind of breakdown like scenes. There's one that there's a really good one where he is in the underworld and you sort of creep past him and he is seeing a vision of when he felt he discovered he couldn't feel anything and he goes and he begs his mum to undo the spell. Oh, so it's heartbreaking, like, isn't it? It's heartbreaking. There's like two. There's two boulders in the scene. You know, there's like one who's kind of a bit more, he's less villainous and he's just, you know, really sad. And and then there's this other one who's just like a little bit more, un- he's more unstable. He's kind of lived for years without being able to literally feel anything. Like he can't feel cold or heat or sensation or anything. Um, and he's just raging at like his past self. It's really, really good. Yeah. you Because he's a good villain because he is, he's really bad. and. Mm. You, but you do really feel sorry for him, just not in a way that makes you condone him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think that's that's excellent writing where you can utterly understand how someone has gotten to the place they're in, but you can still condemn what they're doing as a result. Yeah, yeah. He's that that. Oh man, can't wait for the next one of those. Yeah, yeah. I think it's gonna have its 
going to have Thor, probably. Isn't that the implication? Yeah, because he just shows up very cross at the end of the first one, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. God, <laughs> God of Dad. God of Dad. Dad, Dad Wars. Dad, Dad Wars. <laughs> what about... They should, do a, they should do a fighting game that's like all of the sad dads. From oh, games. my goodness. Dad fights. That's, ge- that's that's probably the, the second genuinely bankable video game I've <laughs> come out this podcast after my 200 lives. <laughs> 200 lives one is great. Oh, um, I was going to say, so Vast from Far Cry 3. Yeah. Played, of course, by Michael Mando, the the hard man with soft, soft eyes. <laughs> Better call Saul. He is, I hadn't realised it was the same guy. Really? No, no, until I read something about Far Cry 3 the other week, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's why he, he was so disconcertingly hot. But his, he's on a constant breakdown with you from the word go. Yeah. Like, he's not to mantle in 60 seconds. Obviously, it culminates in that like astonishing hallucination you have. Oh, yeah. They tried to recreate that in I think Far Cry Five, and it, not quite as, not quite as um, affecting. I don't think, but no, because I think Far Cry Three came at a point where that sort of weirdness uh, still wasn't really very well rooted in in sort of big AAA games. Mm. So it was incredibly surprising uh, the ways it messed with you, and and yeah, he was just just an extraordinarily disconcerting man, and. I think so many people didn't they quit that game in the in the third act where he sort of took second second stage as villain yeah. just a random South African guy who yeah. looked like he hadn't made the cut in a Neil Blomkamp movie. <laughs> but yeah, he that I mean yeah, those monologues are something special. And like you know, who's that other guy? No, no one. But everyone remembers that. <laughs> what an overdue. Yeah, can't even remember his name. <laughs> don't even remember killing him. <laughs> I don't know why that got me, but that really did. I do think no list of villains and villains having breakdowns is really complete without mentioning Portal and Portal 2, which is quickly becoming the my new Dragon Age. <laughs> Of course, yeah, yeah, Electricity Cop Sisters in that, isn't she? Yes, yeah, GLaDOS is really good and she has a great breakdown because she starts off as, you know, quite a very controlled AI talking on behalf of the, the company and saying, you know, we and stuff. And then as it goes along, she starts using I and changes the, the pronoun. So she's, you know, making it more personal. She just gets more and more kind of frightening and and vindictive and and then in portal 2 i think it does a really good job of of making wheatley the villain who's voiced by stephen merchant who does a really good job because he's sort of a buffoon who then becomes yeah quite scary and he has some great monologuing as well there's an interesting comparison to be made there because glados is a villain who becomes more out of kilter and threatening in the act of losing control, or as Wheatley, I would argue, is one who gets more out of kilter and threatening through gaining control. Yes. That, yeah. sound, that sounded solid, didn't it? Yeah. That was good, yeah. That's good. 
It's a good take. Good analysis. It's almost serious. <laughs> but that's yeah. it. That, so that, that is two archetypes, isn't it? Mm. It's like, yeah, p- power corrupts and all that. It's a really good scene when he you plug him into the power and he starts sort of maniacally laughing because he realizes he's in control of everything. It's really good. Yeah, that's really an interesting good. one, isn't it? So little men who then become yeah become dangerous when they're empowered. Um, mm. I mean, that's dictators, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, speaking of which, like I've got all sorts of thoughts about you know, how appropriate it is to do this at all. But, like, Hitler in the last Wolfenstein game is is just yeah. Yeah. bloody horrifying. You know, because kudos to it. Like, they went all in on just making him a terrifying human being. Like I say, yeah. I'm just... I almost wish they'd just done it in a fantasy world with a fantasy dictator, because just, I'm just really not sure about Nazis and entertainment full stop. But... That's another chat for another time. In terms of being a frighteningly unhinged villain, I could have not asked for a more impactful portrayal, especially in that scene where he's having the people audition for the propaganda film. Mm. And he's just going mad and pissing himself and executing people at random. It's, yeah, deeply uncomfortable but gripping stuff. Yeah, it it's maybe beyond the remit or the scope of this podcast to properly get in, into that but there's a lot of discussion about you know nazis on on film as it were or or in as part of a game yeah around the time it came out but i mean if you're looking for a villain you know yeah there's no doubt about it i mean it's it's awesomely written stuff yeah but yeah yeah another chat another time yeah i, I mean i I was going to mention, I was going to say it's similar. It's not really similar at all. <laughs> the the objectivism in Bioshock, especially the first Bioshock, like it's a shame that it was kind of misinterpreted by a lot of nerds as as being like, Ayn Rand's really cool. <laughs> but, yeah, right. But, um, but I do think Andrew Ryan is a good villain and a good villain kind of have like, going off on one. And like the idea that like the... The villain, I mean, he's sort of a sub-villain, but he's the villain for like the majority of the game, right? And he, when you meet him, he goes so off the rails that he would rather you batter him to death with a golf club. How good is that, though? And, you know, and, and like, I don't know how people read that as an endorsement of objective. <laughs> Honestly, if we ever did a, a best visceral braining scenes in video games. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew Ryan getting like his cognitive function eroded rapidly by a golf club would be right up there. That is absolutely sickening and I love it. Yeah, it's a very memorable scene, isn't it? It's really good. In fact, one of the first times we met, I don't know if you recall, we reenacted it. I do not recall that. It was, in fact, the very first time we co-hosted this podcast live at uh, EGX Res 2019. Oh, yeah. Me and Brandy reenacted it. several climactic scenes from video games. Oh, yeah, that was that was a time, wasn't it? Did you play all the Final Fantasy games, Nate? Every single one, twice through. I'm actually on my third run through Lightning Returns as we speak. 
I didn't I didn't vow to play all the Final Fantasy games, just Lightning Returns. And I got I, I, I got to the menu screen. Well that's a, a start, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. One of these days. <laughs> um I suppose it is, you know, it's tough to get a good villain in a game, but I, I, I was trying to think of a way I could crowbar in like a Bioware game. I don't think I can really. There must, I don't think I can. must be some good breakdowns. Well, they don't really have breakdowns, really. Too They're, successful as villains. Yeah. Because <laughs> like in you know, Mass Effect, it's either like a race of like kind of biomechanical, you know, robot things who aren't aren't really given to breakdowns there's the 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 elusive man i suppose the, the who like sits on his throne but doesn't i don't think he really has a breakdown i don't think anyone in in dragon age really has a, a proper villainy breakdown either so maybe, don't worry, there'll always be more eggs in the bioware hen yeah something in kotor maybe it's probably something in kotor it's always something in kotor we just assume kotor has a good one there's always money in the banana stand yeah, very very good. Good reference. <laughs> Thank you. There you go. Shall we do you have any more? Shall we move on to the Cavern of Lies this week? Uh I think I've squirted all my Rio. Shall we um shall we test yeah. our metal? You got your mug. I have. <clears throat> the Cavern of Lies So <laughs> that you fell over. That was through. that was having a breakdown. <laughs> okay. Um I'm quite pleased with this one this week um, because they, so I was thinking about like what kind of villainy stuff would you be into? And so this week I am going to do a sort of semi quick fire. I've got 10 quotes and I need you to tell me if it's from Warhammer 40k what? Or, or from a Tumblr post. <laughs> no way. Is this your revenge? Cause I beat you. Yeah. <laughs> And that is also like the last time I'm going to say a Tumblr S word post because otherwise it'll have to be bleeped out every time we say it. So try oh, and yeah. avoid saying it. So just yeah. say a silly post. A silly post. Very good. So each of these, yeah, is either a quote from 40K or one of the books or a silly post that was popular on Tumblr. Full disclosure, some of the silly posts are, I believe, quotes from other media that they just latched onto. Right. But well, uh, if one of my own quotes makes it in here and I get it wrong, I immediately have to like exile myself. Yeah, I, and I don't think any of them are. Okay. I good. really wanted to, but I'm, I don't think any of them are you. <laughs> no, right. I'll do that another time. I'll just get... <laughs> Is this your own work or complete bullshit? Yeah, is this from Gaskell Thracker or or me parodying you? You're good at that, in fairness. <laughs> all right, okay, all right. So, 40k or silly posts, here we go. What would you know of struggle, perfect son? When have you fought against the mutilation of your mind? Mm. That sounds like the Emperor talking to Sanguinius, but it sounds... No, the emperor wouldn't. The mutilation of the perfect mind. That's Tumblr. That one. That's forty k. What? Yeah. Who is it? I don't know. I just got them off Goodreads. They didn't say. Oh, that's haunting. <laughs> Sorry. Kill me and live with the memory. Then tell the stars that you won. Oh. 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 oh, 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 o
that sounds very Horace Heresy Prime Minister. See, the thing is, when you're saying these names, you could also be making those up. <laughs> yeah, this could be a little subcabin of lies for the, yeah. <laughs> for the listeners' pleasure. I'm going to say 40k on that one. That is a silly post. Oh! Yeah. Two shots to the kidneys. Zero for O. This is hell's territory and I am beholden to no gods. Oh. Bleeding heck, Alice. <laughs> well, there was... Hell is rarely referred to in 40k because it's, you know, the war. But then characters do like to grandstand. It's a silly post, I think. It is, you're correct. Oh, phew. The difference between gods and demons depends largely upon where one stands. It almost sounds like Fabius Bile. I think that's 40k, definitely. That's 40k? Yeah. Well done. Who does it sound like? Uh, Fabius Bile. Who's Fabius Bile? <laughs> He's cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a dude. He's just a cool dude. Yeah. He's got skateboards and a backwards facing baseball cap and a leaf new man. <laughs> I really like him. Does he wear his yeah, backwards facing baseball cap and then sunglasses? And a coat of human skin. Yeah. Oh, okay. A wise man learns from the death of others. It's 40k. I don't see you're on a roll now. I'm going to keep my job with Black Library. That's good. It's good. <laughs> Do you hear the voices too? Come on, man. That's so... That is a, that's a nasty one, isn't it? That's Les Miserables. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Tumblr. It's Tumblr. Uh, that's 40k. God, you're really getting me wondering about the context on these. I want to... <laughs> Violence for violence is the rule of beasts. I think that's the island of Dr. Moreau. (laughs) Which I know has been quoted in both 40k and Tumblr. Let's roll the dice and Tumblr on that one. It is, yeah. Nice. Do you know what? I might use it in my next book. Just to... Well, it's... uh, I don't know if it's from the island of Dr. Moreau. The person who wrote it claimed that it was something Obama said to them in a dream. When they posted it. So. Hang on, let me just write it down because I'm going to put it in a book now. Violence for violence is the rule of beasts, yeah? Yeah, there you go. Cool. That's my first tattoo sorted. <laughs> Decay exists as an extant form of life. Now, you, that's Tumblr because that's that mushroom post. Yeah, I had to put it as you my favourite. You can't kill me in any way that matters. It's one of my favourite things anyone has ever written. Yeah, it's sick, isn't it? <laughs> Is that and a Reddit post that someone wrote about going to see WWE after taking mushrooms? <laughs> Can you really send good. that to me? I really want that. Yeah, they talk about seeing like Fandango and like his abs are crystalline and stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So, I, I get that in my veins. <laughs> so good. Like wrestling and potent psychedelics <laughs> is just a wonderful mixture. Okay. We do not know what our chances of survival are, so we fight as if they were zero. What am I, 40,000? Yeah. Very good. By the manner of their death, we shall know them. Oh, now you, you sly ape. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, such, it's, it's such a 40k phrasing, but I think you knew that and it's Tumblr. 
It's 40k. Boom! <sighs> yes. Finally, it's the last one. What's my score so far? You've got six. So you have one. But by the manner of my death, you shall know me. Yeah, exactly. have this last one. Do you think God stays in heaven because he too lives in fear of what he has created? <laughs> That's such a good quote. <laughs> That's such a good quote. Again, I'm only because like legit Judeo-Christian stuff gets so little mentions in 40k. I'm gonna say that's Tumblr. It is, well done. And allegedly it is actually from a quote from the Spy Kids movie. <laughs> For real? Yeah, apparently. I haven't watched the Spy Kids movie, so I don't know. But <laughs> respect them. See? I, there's yeah. no such thing as low brow. <laughs> I'm gonna write that one down as well. I really love it. Do you think God stays in heaven because <laughs> what was the rest? He too lives in fear of what he has created. That is, yeah, I love I that. suppose you could change it so that God refers to the emperor, you know? Yeah, to think he stays on the throne because he too lives in fear of what he has created. <laughs> oh, man. That's something like, someone can say just before a space marine crushes their <laughs> chest with the- with the, his boot. Yeah, well, f- funnily enough, it kind of works for what I'm doing at the moment. The next thing I'm writing, I have got the line, we're just, we're just normal men. What do you mean? We're just innocent men. <laughs> have actually quoted that directly because I couldn't get it out of my head. <laughs> Very good. Dom, Dom Pepiat, who's the deputy editor or feature editor, I think, of VG247. I thought it deserved way more <laughs> traction than it got. But they tweeted, like, we're just normal them. We're just innocent them. <laughs> 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 I thought it was extremely funny. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Get Big out cabin, of my... Alice. Yeah, get out of my cabin of... of 40k. He activated his jump pack and soared out of the cavern. <laughs> Alrighty. Thank you for that, Nate, and well done. You did succeed. Just. That's good. I'm not going to have to tear up all my contracts just yet. Yeah. Isn't it good how much crossover there appears to be between. <laughs> Absolutely loving that, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, it's got me thinking. Yeah. Do they have social media in 40k? Kind of. The Right. Do you know the Adeptus Mechanicus? Do you know who they are? Are they like the robot monks? Yeah, they're, yeah, they're the, the robot monks. They've got something called the Newosphere, which is kind of like... <laughs> it's like the, the late 80s internet but plugged directly into their minds. So they've got like message boards and stuff, basically. Oh, that's brilliant. Where they have like long theological arguments and stuff like that. So yeah, they've, they've got social media. And actually, thanks to my books, it's now canon that Necrons use emojis. Oh, that's good. To communicate with each other. So yeah. What kind of emojis? Just abstract patterns of lights that they display on their bodies like angry cuttlefish 
Ah, to represent different different failings. I sort of wish I was a cuttlefish. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Oh, man. So many reasons you could want to be a cuttlefish. You called me an ape. If I was an ape, if I was one of the, like, great apes, what would I be? Would I be, like, a gorilla or an orangutan? Or I think... Does it have to be one of the great apes? No. (laughs) I'm not saying you're a lesser ape. Um, Actually, do you know what are cool? Bonobos, they get a lot of, like, rep for being, like, sex chimps, Mm. which which they are. But they're also just, like, nicer chimps in every... It's, like, what you would hope a chimp would be. And, like, they are very separate to chimps, and it always surprises me they don't get more press. But, like, yeah, they're like if chimps were better. Well, I would say an orangutan because they're my faves, but they're quite quite solitary. Hmm. And, you know, I think... I don't I don't think you're an orangutan level of hermit. Thanks. I think you're quite gregarious, you know? Uh, is there an ape that, like, sort of likes hanging out but then needs to go and have a lie down? <laughs> <laughs> That's a problem with apes, mate. They're all or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you very much, and thank you, listener, for bearing with us as we stumbled our way through. No, I don't. Th- this is actually pretty good. I think we made some good points this week. Yeah, um, we charged back in like terrorists yeah. overtaking a hotel. Indeed, yeah. I'm just feeling a bit feverish. I think so. <laughs> no idea if I made any good points whatsoever. Um, but now all that is left is recommendations because every week we recommend something that is not a video game. Nate, have you got a recommendation prepared or do you want me to go first? No, I got it. I got it. You got it. Yeah, it is. Actually, because it hasn't been mentioned elsewhere this week, it's an Age of Empires 2 recommendation. I've just, I'm a bit too down in the dumps and stuff to have played much recently, but Mm. I have been watching casts of games by a caster called T90, who is, he's a bit of a bro, but... He's genuinely quite an engaging chap and doesn't take himself too seriously and knows the game like the back of his hand. He's one of the top 100 players in the world. And he, on his channel, he puts up a match every day, which he's commentated. And some of them are like, you know, like genuine tournament matches with serious prize money between professional players. And some of them are just random games he's found between teenagers on the servers you know, where both players barely know what they're doing, but he, like, really bigs them up and, like, it's really sweet and, yeah, oh, very cool. entertaining. Watching, like, watching a professional player positively commentate on games between no-hopers is really lovely. Uh, so, yeah, T- T90 Official is his YouTube channel. Okay. And it's, it's good watching. I meant to tell you as well, I can't believe this wasn't the first thing that I mentioned when we spoke, but have you seen the cheating in angling scandal? I <laughs> the, beg your pardon? So, you, you know, like pro angling. Yeah. Where, you know, yeah. And they make like $300,000 or whatever and they get all sponsorship and stuff. So over the weekend, like last week, it was discovered that two of the top anglers who won the last few years had been stuffing their fish with lead weights and fillets of fish. <laughs> They'd been filling their fish <laughs> with other fish. That's so gross and weird. Yeah, and there's a video where, like, because people have been getting suspicious because, like, the last tournament they won, they were, like, five pounds ahead of, like, second place. And then there was, like, 
three pounds between second place and tenth place kind of thing. So there's this amazing video of these like lads slicing open a fish that has been, you know, caught and killed. And all these lead weights like plopping out <laughs> and then guys in the background being like, Check out the fish <laughs> and like These maniacs, what fish were they catching? Uh I don't know. I'm not good enough. I'll check this out. I will send you the video and I'll put the video uh, linked in the show notes. Because there were other scandals. There was a poker tournament where they think somewhat like a woman bluffed or like called a guy's bluff. But for some reason, people think that she shouldn't have been able, like she shouldn't have known his cards were worse than hers. I don't understand why. Because my understanding of the game of poker is that the entire thing is bluffing people and calling people's bluffs so i don't know but there were many like niche scandals over the weekend i love a niche scandal wasn't there the the butt plug chess man yeah that was a couple weeks ago as well yeah i'm not misunderstanding that am i that is what happened that's well someone's i don't know if it's proven that he did but someone said they thought he was getting the best plays communicated to him by vibrating anal beads i believe yeah what an erotic scandal i know please if you know of any niche scandals in your like subcultures email in podcast at rockpapershotgun.com because i genuinely love them and find them fascinating my recommendation this week apart from checking out the fish scandal video is bbc ghosts which is back. Oh, another series. Yeah, new series. I haven't watched all of it yet because I am in another country and thus must find a legal way to watch it. But I was able to watch the first couple of episodes while I was on holiday. It's really funny. It's very sweet. Uh, it's about, yeah, ghosts from different eras who all live in a old manor house and, you know, bicker and what have you. And it's, it's very good. It's nice stuff. It is nice stuff, yeah. Um, but that's it for this week. We hope that Matthew will be better next week and will be able to join us. But for now, that's the end of this episode of the Electronic Wireless Show, episode 203, The Best Villainous Breakdowns. Thank you to listener Neil, fake last name, for emailing in with the suggestion. If you have a suggestion, then as I said, you can email us podcast at rockpapershotgun.com. You can find Rock Paper Shotgun on Facebook, Twitter and YouTube just by searching Rock Paper Shotgun. We have a Discord where you can hang out and chat. The link will be in the show notes. And we also have some merch, again, link in the show notes. But for all your video game needs, just go, well, your PC gaming needs, I should say. <laughs> I was so close to getting it perfect then. Go to www.rockpapershotgun.com. This goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from <laughs> Sorry. I'll hurt you slightly. <laughs> Average looking Jack. I was a character in this story. Bye. Bye. <laughs>